the quad, the quad, quad, quad. <laughs> king of the quad, quad. All right, so uh, break whatever. Um, it's March sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. I have Max Cam here, John Bertan, and better. myself, Andy Crone, Crone Country Farms. Blah blah blah. Uh, we're gonna talk about a fifty miler that uh, took place March twelfth. 2022 the marin ultra challenge challenge the muck Muck. um i didn't know about this race really um doesn't look like a giant race from the finishing uh list um but max is here to talk about the well first we're going to start up with his lead up to the race uh, and how he felt um you know on the starting line so if we go back to the previous talk, the previous week I had just done the way too cool 50k, so that was kind of the build up there. Um, basically, the week going into it, I tried to do as little as I possibly could. So keep you did myself nothing? from doing <laughs> Sunday to is... no, I did something. I did something like on Sunday. I took Monday off. I think Tuesday through Friday, I did like really little um, exercise, tried to keep it like under, I think like under an hour, under 40 minutes each day. Are you um, normally an exercise everyday person? And for the people listening, I have to say, Max is like a athlete's athlete. He, how, how old are you, Max? I am 35 years old, and I don't have roommates. I don't have a social life, so all I do is work, (laughs) exercise, and sleep, and eat. Yeah, he has his priorities in the right place, in my opinion. And 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 he's he's a runner's runner, and a triathlete's triathlete. So some might call it an addiction. I'll just I'll just say that. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, where were we? Going with this, uh, uh, Mark, to your your week between MUC. the 50k and the 50 miler. Yeah, so I basically tried to keep it easy, short, flat as much as I could because going into way too cool, I think I did way too much, maybe <laughs> pun intended. Um, I tried to like I'd done like a huge somewhat huge build up like a couple weeks going into way too cool and tapered basically the week and a half before that and and what's a what's the mileage leading up to way too cool and what's the and so we know the mileage is really difficult between the two but what were you doing like weekly uh weekly before i started my taper i want to say i was doing about close to about 50 miles a week but I was also swimming and riding too. Um, swimming, I was doing like around three hours a week, like at the maximum. I think that was like around, like, I think that was one of my bigger swim weeks. That was like about 10,000 yards a week. Um, but then lap like, swim or lap swim, water? just lap swim. I haven't gone into open water yet this year, but yeah, I was also doing some biking, mostly on the trainer because it was dark early and it was convenient and I didn't want to go outside. So a lot of miles were put on that. Um, probably like about six hours worth a week. And then going into taper mode, I pared that down to like maybe four hours of riding and a couple hours of swimming. And 
just like did a linear decrease from there going into way too cool but then after running way too cool i realized i probably needed to do less going into uh marine ultra challenge so i really tried to like just tell myself to rest my body and like just do enough to like move move the legs move the arms a little bit but not enough to like exhaust yourself because a 50 miler is going to be a long day no matter what so um tell us about the the race this is eight hours 28 minutes and you're 10,600 feet that sound accurate yeah you're only 13 minutes behind first place um funny story so i'll tell you how that all went down um i mean i don't i like during before the races i i tell myself i don't look at the field but i do anyway like see who's racing and whatnot um but it's not like i know very many names so it's kind of hard for me to tell and i don't want to spend too much time like stalking everybody's ultra sign up profiles to see like what they've done <laughs> Just a reasonable amount of time. Uh, yeah, which is which can take a lot of time. So I try to get my mind off that just and just a like little time. Stop yeah, <laughs> ultra sign up is a very powerful tool. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just like going off of what I had done at way too cool. I felt super comfortable there, and like going starting at MUC, I just told myself, okay, I'll just run comfortably um not too fast so i don't burn out before i reach the uh, willow camp climb but and, and I, i'm looking at your splits right now yeah there's so with strava they do the um the gap which is what, what was great adjusted pace yeah and the great adjusted pace i mean you are for at least the first 25 like very very consistent looks like your pace is according to strava well the climbs on the first 22 miles weren't that bad and that's relatively speaking because in the first three miles less than the less than that you already climb a thousand feet um but yeah like the first 22 or so miles that felt really comfortable i felt like this was a gear i could stick to that was just hard enough to actually do something but not hard but not that hard that I felt like I was um struggling basically and I I ran up uh the climbs that I thought were runnable like a lot of the easier grades some of the douche grades um but the steep climbs like some of the steeper sections I definitely hiked up like the uh, section right after you cross uh, Consumment Road, just like right after mile five, going up to uh, towards Slacker Hill. There's that steep section there. And the uh, section up the coastal trail after you leave the uh, Tennessee Valley Aid Station. There's some steeps going up towards the top when before you get to Pirate's Cove. Oh, so uh, I'll back up a little bit. So if somebody's never heard of this, uh, where does it start? The race starts and finishes at the uh, Rodeo Beach um, parking lot in the Marin Headlands. So 
Just across from the Golden Gate Bridge. Kind across of. from the Golden Gate Bridge. You get off the bridge and you actually have to drive into the headlands a little bit. Um, you got to go through the uh, Bunker Hill Tunnel and then basically drive down the road all the way to the very end towards... Where you early start? 6.30? 6.30 a.m. Um, we started like just as the sun was rising this time around since it wasn't daylight saving time yet. No headlamp. That's nice. So no headlamp. That was awesome. And Sometimes it, the race starts early enough that you need a headlamp for the first hour or so. So what about the... I, I can see how you can get lost because I, I did a 50K in, I don't know, last year in the same area. And yeah, there's a lot of turns here. Um, there are a few turns for sure, but um, Inside Trail does a really good job of marking the course and like marking where the turns are. Um, they use different color ribbons to even like show, tell you like, don't go this way. Um, oh, and the, what, there was other races the same day. The only other race happening that day was their 50k. Okay, um, which goes along much of the same route except for a portion after. I want to say like mile 18 where they take kind of a shortcut back um, towards the rest of the course. Yeah. But yeah, the course is usually very well marked. Um, the only problem, I guess that as far as I know, was that there was a misplaced marker at right before the Willow Camp climb. Um it was like right next to the uh, Stinson Beach Community Center, um, like after you get off of the Dipsy Trail, and, and so there was a there was a marker like at the base of the Matt Davis Trail, which is not part of the course. And there were by the time that I had left the previous aid station, um, somebody told me that I think I was in fourth, and so that meant like okay, there's three people ahead of me. Sure, whatever. And I run, I run down the Dipsy Trail, down past Stinson, and go make my way towards Willow Camp, uh, the Willow Camp aid station. And I get there, and the aid station captain's like, "You're not supposed to be first. <laughs> I, I I look at him, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not supposed to be first. Where where is everybody?" And for a couple of seconds, there, as I'm like getting water and stuff, I'm just chatting with them. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not sure like where they could have gone, and then and not not really sure like what happened. I'm just hoping that they didn't get too lost or anything along the way. And then I think back um, to where I saw that misplaced ribbon, and I was like, wait, some people may have gone that way because like when I went when I went by it, like I didn't think too much of it because I knew the course. Um, I just thought like, okay, somebody maybe did a really bad marking job, but maybe somebody had placed it there intentionally um, as an act of course vandalism. And I think that was probably what happened. And so I guess the three people that were ahead of me um, went all the way up the Matt Davis Trail and basically cut the course. Um, when I left the Willow Camp aid station and started my climb up, the hill uh, i saw another person that um that approached the aid station and uh, and it was kind of a relief to see like 
that person didn't get lost. So it was kind of a interesting um, day. Um, I so think it was well marked. It just looks like some, maybe somebody took a, a marker. For the most part, yeah, like the most of the course was like really well marked. The turns were well marked. I think it was just that one marker um, that threw some people off. I want to say there were a couple other people after me that also took that route, but um, quickly realized their mistake and turned around and went up the correct way. And it's an established race, an established course. They've been doing it for a while. So they've they got a good routine, and it's it makes it less likely that you know they're going to slip up because they've, they've done it enough. It's It's been a big race for you know in the county yeah i've heard i think like from one of the other volunteers that there was a resident down there in stinson beach that doesn't like events or races going through there so maybe it was that i don't know for sure um but like yeah after i told the aid station captain there he he i, I think he got another volunteer to like correct that ribbon and make sure like no one else got lost did the people who, that that top three field, did they get back on course? Did they come all the way back down and then go back up? The they, supposed to go up? I think they ended up going all the way up Matt Davis instead of up wow. Willow Camp. Long way to go. So they probably cut the course by at least a few miles and showed up at the cardiac aid station the second time much earlier than uh, people expected. So, yeah. In the end, I think they were uh, disqualified for cutting the course. That's okay. a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. So they didn't backtrack and get on the field because that happens and people are like, okay, I'm going to, most notably, like at Western States that year. When, yeah. Um, Walmsley went off course. Mm-hmm. So, and he turned around and got back on course, but he did a big detour. Yeah. I mean, as long as you go back and do the correct way, I yeah. think that's not an issue. But if you keep going and suddenly you find yourself at a later part of the course that you're not supposed to be at, then I think that's where that issue comes up. And now, like, everybody, well, at least I think mostly everybody's wearing a GPS watch. So oh, yeah. you can definitely track that down as well, like track like which route they took. If they choose to uh, publish it, so um, the field was pretty small for the fifty miler. Um, or like large. It's about. I think they had about a hundred and fifty people, hundred fifty finishers. Oh, I must have seen a first page. I thought it was like, I don't know why. I thought I saw something where it was only like forty or fifty people. No, um, maybe that was the first page of a, a finishing. Probably, it was That's probably the first page of the results. Okay. Yeah, I got a hundred and forty-nine people. Oh wow, it's yeah. much bigger. Wow, and you were second. If if the first three people didn't cut the course, I still would, I think I still would have been like fifth. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like you executed the race perfectly. Um, you have a lot of experience, so. Um, is there a, too bad they kept, they missed their turn, but you did a really good job. Was there a cutoff time? The, the cutoff stage? time for the 50 mile was 14 and a half hours, so, so 9 p.m. about. I'm looking at these people included in the finish. There's about one, two, three, four, five, six people who are in that 
post five people after 14 and a half hours. Um, but they're still included in the finished list. Charles Savage, last one under 14 and a half. Well, yeah. Um, let's see. Anything you would have done differently? Um, let's see. I mean, nutrition wise, pace wise. Well, you can't really do too much about pace because of all the elevation gain and descent. Um, it's hard to gauge like what your actual pace is. So I basically gauged it off of feel and like how hard or easy I was going, like going up hills, just like give it a little bit more effort and then going down hills, um, try to go easy or easier, um, and not try to like kill yourself down hills. Um, nutrition wise, I basically did the same thing as way too cool. I had like, this time I had two flasks full of gels. Um, so I sipped that. So that was, again, that was like about 200 calories an hour or even more if, cause I didn't really like measure the volume there, but, uh, salt wise, just to like stave off any like stiffness or cramping, I actually did like three salt pills an hour, three an hour. So like starting from like hour after hour one, I was going to do like five every two hours. So it would be like every 24 minutes, but I quickly found my legs like starting to like kind of stiffen up a little bit more. So I like up that frequency to every 20 minutes. I like the specificity of the 24 minutes. Wow. Well, I, w I wasn't trying to like ramp it up too much because originally <laughs> I was going to do like one every half hour, which is like two every hour. So now that's a terrible feeling if you don't have enough electrolytes in your body. Yeah. Is it electrolytes yeah. or is it electrolyte salt? Yeah. Yes. It's a form of electrolyte. Mm hmm. How much of Way Too Cool did you feel throughout the course of Muck? Surprisingly, not too much because the I I feel like I ran Muck at almost the same intensity as Way Too Cool. Um, actually, Way Too Cool didn't allow me to go as hard as I wanted to because I had started to like almost cramp up really badly, especially going up Goat Hill actually had to go up the hill sideways just so that my calves wouldn't cramp up or and like seize and then like about a quarter mile from the finish there's like those final two turns and I could feel my hamstring like just saying hello and like trying to like stiffen me up so that kind of reduced me to a jog there so it makes that finish line seem so far away so far away right and there. like I like I just wanted a strong finish and that didn't happen so I basically left a lot out there at way too cool that's pretty amazing did you have modified expectations for muck based on running cool the week before um i mean i as far as expectations go like i was shooting for kind of a time goal i i did want to get under eight hours but obviously that didn't happen but i just wanted to go like was this your as first... hard as I could, but as smart as I could. Was this your first muck? This was actually my four. Well, my fourth um, muck fifty miler. I had done the muck fifty k in twenty fifteen, 
So I've almost done it every year since. And what the other 50 milers were the times? Like, where were you at with time? Um, let's see. The first time I did the Muck 50 miler, it was, I think I got like 839. I think that was a rainy year um, as well. Second time I did it was, I think, my fastest time, which was 827. So a minute faster than this year. Still within like rounding errors for wow. ultra times. Yeah. Let's go back to that phrase you just said. I want to run it as smart as I could. That's a great phrase. <laughs> well, Seriously, because I've gone out and run races. I'm going to run it as stupid as I can. Like just Not like go hard and go. what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of a mix of like, how hard can I go without burning up too early is what I ask myself. And With the elevation, that's like really difficult because... Yeah, it's really hard to regulate when you're doing lots of hills. And especially um when that big elevation hits you at such a such like depth into the race. Like you can do Willow Camp you can run up Willow Camp like if you just started or if you've been going like super easy all day. But at mile twenty two, after you've done I looked at my watch and I think it said like at least 5,000 feet of vert already. Like your legs are, your legs are going to be trash no matter what. And it's just the level the of, point. yeah. And you're not at the halfway point yet. And it's just a level of trashness that you can handle. Um, that will get you up the hill and also like after that hill. I'm still on this phrase as smart as I could. I, I'm going to have to steal that and use that because we want to, do that in a race like we we have a plan mm-hmm. going into it and so much of ultra and trail running a lot of it if you're gonna be out there all day is problem solving because maybe things transpired where you couldn't follow your plan or maybe you just you gotta adjust you 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 didn't follow your plan and then later on you have to adjust yeah um, that's they that's a good phrase they say don't try anything new on race day i'm like no you gotta try everything new on race day because <laughs> if you're there nothing you do during your practice runs will ever be the same as race day because it's just a different environment it's a different feeling um so you gotta you gotta do what's what you think is best and like how you've attacked problems before and just kind of learn from that and see if it works i mean if it works great and keep doing it if it doesn't try something else Andy, you've talked for years about writing a book of training, you know, methodologies, wisdom, and I'm throw the book out the window. I'm not the person in this room that should write this. <laughs> well, no, you're exactly the person who, because people would read it and you would sell copies. Um, would they lead, get, have successful races? Possibly, depending on how they follow the advice. But your what was your phrase for running a race? You got to go out and bank time. You bank the time. You, you bank, bank minutes. <laughs> you bank minutes. You bank minutes, and you just know like every fiber of your like analytical mind knows well that's 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 just stupid you know it's not gonna work but then when you're at the start of like a 5k or a 10k and you're like everybody goes off and you go out at a pace for that first mile and you're like you know faster than your pr you're like (laughs) you you know exactly what you're doing wrong and yet you're still doing it because you feel good and and it's exciting you just it's so easy yeah, I mean, see, the feeling I get is like if I, if I end up negative splitting at race, 
I think I feel like I didn't do enough in the first half, or I felt like I saved too much. Yeah, you have to finish. The On the race flip side, collapse, right? Yeah. Or like at least like have a kick at the end or something. Um, but if I like positive split race, okay, that means like okay, I went out too hard and I didn't have enough for the other half. So it's like trying to find that balance of. Um, I mean, for a road marathon, it's super easy because you can oh, super you easy. can just make your pace like one pace. I mean, with or without hills or whatever. But then, like in a trail race, you it kind of gets thrown out the window with the terrain and the technicality of the trails and um, the weather, even and the time too, because you're just out there for so much longer. So you really got to think about those details and just try to stay in your head um so so max what do you want to tell uh max and from 10 years in the future about your race uh hopefully that was a good starting block to something better <laughs> sounds good it's a good uh good place to stop i think uh yeah so um again this is uh max cam and uh, john bertan and andy crone and this was the Marin Ultra Challenge uh, recap. Uh, thank you, Max. Cool. Thanks for hosting, Andy. <laughs>